Hey, how's it going? This is Sports with a Z podcast. We will talk about sports. We'll talk about anything that relates to sports. Um, this is me, your host, Zach. We got Logan and Johnny. Um, What's happening? It's going to be us three. Um, we, we're going to try to get some special guests in at some point. Our hope is to get big enough to get that. We're going to first ask for you guys that are listening to go out on Twitter. Um, hit us up with a follow. We are at SWZ Podcast. We will follow back, get the name out. We're looking for, for follows and to get this thing going. Hey, it's another great way. DM us with some questions. We'll try to cover them as the podcast goes along. That's true. We actually have our a very one singular DM for this week, and we'll get to that later. Uh, but to, to start the show off, we're going to start it off with... Uh, a little bit of JT at the halftime of the Super Bowl. How do you guys feel about this? I think it's incredible. I think it's shown how much America has grown that we can move past the boob incident. Uh, I, I just think it's incredible. I can't get over it. Uh, you know, we the thought. My thought is Super Bowl performers typically bring somebody in with them. I think mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake's an absolute home run. Yep. Awesome. Twenty Twenty album underrated, even though it was super popular. But they typically bring in somebody to sing with them, uh, the likes of M.I.A. flipping off the camera, um, you know, Lenny Kravitz. Katy Perry with the lion. You know, a shark, the yeah. left shark. Left shark. But, but does he bring back Janet Jackson? Does, does redemption happen at Super Bowl 52? I think the bigger question there is, does anyone want to see Janet Jackson? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. She's like 85 now, and it's just, you know, just let it die in all, every 14-year-old's memory and just let her be there. You know? Now, now the, the who I do want to see him bring in, just for childhood's sake, for sure Lance Bass and the rest of NSYNC. If they come in on puppet strings singing Bye Bye Bye, <laughs> the entire millennial generation may go buy an NSYNC album. Yeah, it'll just go crazy. Does... Does he put on the frosted wig though? You know. Ooh. Ooh. Some, some All these are hopes. Think I'm thinking. I'm thinking All towards Super Bowl time. These may be predictions before Super Bowl podcast. One last question for you guys: Does he bring out Jimmy Fallon? Only if they sing "What's Up" by the Four Non Blondes. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, neither does anyone else. It's worth a Google. Uh, Zach, my answer: That's no. <laughs> He's not a singer. But they did make songs together. You know? he, he does have two studio albums uh, with the hits of uh, T-Bowie and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I believe it's um, Bob Dylan's voice, if I'm not mistaken. T-Bowie's a good song. That's T-Bowie. worth a listen. T-Bowie's a solid hit. Empty to Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that's, a, that's enough for the, uh, the JT topic. All right, let's get into some actual sports stuff. We're going to jump straight into football predictions. So we're going to start off with a little NCAA, some games um, that I picked out um, and chose for you guys. Let's go with Clemson versus Virginia Tech. Starting out with the big dog. Mm-hmm. Night game, ESPN, nightcap. I'll share my thoughts. The entire ACC is begging for Clemson to win this game. If Clemson loses this game, they then become an outsider looking in on the college football playoffs, and the ACC doesn't get a team in. I think on the flip side of that, uh, I think it's a huge ripoff that ESPN's pulling. Uh, I think Virginia Tech was began ranked extremely high, uh, way too high for my taste. Um, they've played, you know, they, they beat a maybe an okay West Virginia team. Uh, other than that, I think their toughest game was against what Old Dominion. Uh, I hey, think... they're they're a powerhouse, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a powerhouse somewhere, but maybe in like underwater basket weaving. But Clemson is going to blow this game out. It's not even going to be close. I think I agree. I think I think um, and it's something that I'll probably express as the podcast as it as it grows. But I, I certainly think rankings, especially now week one through eight, before the uh, playoff rankings come out. It's all for television and all for all for ratings and, and getting people to watch. I think Mississippi State last week over in the Georgia game was grossly overrated, and that was just for television rankings. 
Um, so I think that Kelly Bryant has been a great replacement to Deshaun Watson. It's hard to replace a quarterback like that. Um, I think Clemson comes out on top at Virginia Tech. Nice. Since you mentioned Mississippi State, we're just going to go ahead and jump into that game. It's uh, Mississippi State versus Auburn. Logan, you want to take this one to start? Yeah, I think Mississippi State last week, uh, they, they showed that when they play defenses that, you know, have their heads out of their butt, they don't really know what to do. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of the same with uh, when they play Auburn. I think that Auburn's offense is going to dominate uh, with a little Gus Malzahn, old-fashioned ground and pound. But uh, they've shown this year that you know they've, they've thrown in some air raid concepts, and I just think Mississippi State's going to get out athleted, if that's a word. It's not, and I disagree with you. Um, I think Mississippi State um, came off a huge win at LSU. Yes, a down LSU team, but still um, for yeah, well. For for Mississippi State, that's still a big win, just solely based on the name. And I think they were the the groomsmen at the wedding that had a little bit too much fun the night before <laughs> and showed up. Well, didn't show up to the Georgia game. I think I think that's behind them. And, and um, Fitzgerald's a serviceable quarterback and, and pretty good. And uh, not to mention Auburn's going through a little hot water themselves. Um, with the whole Sean White, not the snowboarder, um, whole debacle, and I think I think there's more there that we don't know about yet. Does, so, does John Franklin make a a big difference in this game? You know the guy from uh, no the Netflix show. Uh, fun fact: John Franklin the Third's no longer there. Perfect. There we go. So no. I believe uh, I'd have to I'd have to kind of those go thinking, but I believe he's transferred to uh, Criminal University. Also known as Ooh. FAU. There we go. Those, uh, uh, yeah. Incorporated, so. Those last Boy. chance you guys are struggling at the the next level. Very true. Chauncey Rivers, Mississippi State guy, not playing this year, academically ineligible. There's you another one. One just got arrested in a Knoxville crime. <laughs> what, uh, what are That's the two awesome. guys at uh, Nor- what, Norfolk State? Defensive tackle? Nichols. Nichols. That's, State. It's not. It's just Nichols now. Whatever. It's, yeah. Does it matter? No. Really. If they're listening on to the podcast, they might get pissed. All right, to the next game. We're going to go to uh, Iowa versus Michigan State. Something real – even though I, this is a road game, I've become a Hawkeye fan this year. Because Have you all seen what they've done? Um, I don't know when it is during their games. Typically it's been early. At their home games? Yeah, but they, mm-hmm. they turn around and wave to the children's hospital that overlooks the stadium. Yeah, that is really cool. That's incredible. I do appreciate that. But I did go to a bowl game of theirs last year against Florida – in Tampa, and they looked like shit, just straight bad. That's so, it's, see, you know, you, you look back, and this is coming from a Tennessee fan here. <laughs> you look, you look back on uh, on some history here in uh, Iowa's athletic department, and they've really been maybe not necessarily the underdogs, but they've been the uh, the team that the neutral fan wants to pull for, uh, especially against Tennessee. We look back at. Um, a little NCAA play-in game. I believe it was against uh, two eleven seeds. Uh, Tennessee ended up winning and they ran on to. Uh, Are you talking about basketball? Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. This is football here. The uh, head coach, his son, was recently diagnosed with cancer. So oh. nobody wanted to pull for Tennessee. Mm. Not nobody at all. The next time Tennessee faced them in an athletic event, it was uh, another bowl game in which they looked like. Uh, Did they not face them in like swimming or something? Well, that. Uh, not, not relevant. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, their coach, actually, their head coach, I believe, was diagnosed with cancer just maybe oh, two, wow. two weeks before the bowl game. So, again, nobody pulling for Tennessee. Uh, so, I think I think a lot of people are going to be pulling for them in this game. Um, but got to give it to Michigan State. I just I, I don't think I was uh, much for the footballing, really. Spoken like a true Tennessee fan, stuck a couple years in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Iowa uh, wins this game by a lot. After watching them on national television last week, I think Michigan State's bad. I've heard that it's feeling a lot like 98. Uh, I'd say say Logan would think so. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. I I was like four. Yeah, true that. It's hard to say. (laughs) So to one of my favorite teams, we're going to go with the Navy and Tulsa game. Let's go midshipmen, am I right? 
I w- I'm saying they're they're pulling uh you know they're they're eight eight point favorites on the road against a Tulsa team. Uh, both teams are are winning. Uh, or I'm sorry, Navy's winning. Tulsa's not winning, but both teams are playing close games right now. Um, but I think the the tipping factor on that is that Navy has won those close games where Tulsa has not. So mm-hmm. expect a close one. I think the Vegas the Vegas spread is 72 point total over and under. So high scoring affair, but close game. Navy pulling it out. I think over uh, last few years. Uh, Navy's shown that they're a much more uh, stable program, much better program. Their offense has evolved with the times, moved on a little bit uh, from where it was maybe 10 years ago. Navy's probably going to be one of those teams that ends up winning, you know, eight-ish games, goes to a bowl game, puts in a good performance. And Tulsa, who knows when they get into their uh, conference, but I'm not quite sure they're – Quite on that same tier there, so I, I say Navy walks away with this one. Anchor down, Navy. Anchor down. <laughs> I heard that. All right, and so to the last uh, NCAA game, we got we got a big one this week for for us. Um, we got a a Georgia fan and Johnny. And Absolutely, go dogs. UT fan and Logan. Absolutely, go dogs. All right, so I have a little bit of a different one, different way that I want to do this, but first. Predictions on the UT Georgia game. Hey, the first thing I want to say, shout out to Skylar Walker uh, mm. from Colorado, <laughs> loyal listener Skylar. We can uh, you followers uh, listeners can hit him up with a follow at Skywalker seventy five S K Y W L K R seven five. Hey, big mm. big ass. Thanks, Skylar, for the question. Um, I think that. You know, this game has a history. I, I make it a tradition every year to go to this game um, as somebody that has credit hours from the University of Tennessee but has grown up a Georgia fan and going to Athens. Uh, this game in the history has a has a history of being super close um, for, and, and with incredible plays from Aaron Murray's 40-something-yard run to Pig Howard's fumble to the, absolutely big hours fumble. I shed a tear in the stadium. <laughs> to, to the Juwan Jennings catch of last year. I mean, there's these are incredible games, which makes me hesitate that the dogs are going to win by a billion. Um, but I think the dogs, because of defense and Tennessee's lack of football playing, um, they win by a million. Uh, I got I got Georgia by two touchdowns covering the spread. Just slightly less than a billion. Logan? Got a got a hot take for you. Oh, here we go. Let's Georgia by it. twenty-one plus because simply because Georgia's going to score, and Tennessee absolutely does not have the ability to score. And I I think it may be difficult. Uh, I don't I don't see Georgia really blowing too many assignments or anything on defense. So unless they get a fumble or something uh, in good field position. Tennessee may be able to kick a field goal here and there, uh, something like that. But I don't see Tennessee scoring a lot of points. So 21 point plus, and Tennessee has a new head coach I, Sunday afternoon. I, I was going to say, I think this is this is a <laughs> – wow, Sunday afternoon, that's close. But I think this is a game that could give us um, something huge, multiple headlines to talk about next week, even though the game itself um, may not be as close as it has been in the past. But I think that it might give us some headlines with Butch Jones – um, in his seat, and if he wins that game, which Tennessee fans I think are hoping he doesn't, um, he may be sticking around like he did last year. If you remember, he was on the seat last year before uh, Hale, Hale got married in the end zone. But I think that happens. I think Georgia's quarterback, Jacob Eason, um, comes back healthy. Probably could have played this week if Jacob Fromm wasn't a serviceable option, who has a great Twitter handle Jake Jake from State Farm, I believe. No, no, I'm sorry. Jake from State Farm. Um, incredible. Uh, we need to look that up and solidify that one. But um, I think it could give us multiple headlines next week just based off this game. Who's the Georgia starting quarterback on a winning team? Who's, where's Butch Jones at? You want another hot take? Here's another one coming at you. From stays the starter, Eastern transfers out after the season. Ooh, that is a hot take. They uh, they really babied from uh, at the beginning uh, with maybe a Notre Dame game. They really didn't let him do a whole lot. Uh, who was the who was the game after? 
Samford. Samford, there we go. Not Stanford. Samford. Samford. Home okay. of the Southern Conference. Yeah. Go Bucks. Yeah, there you go. Go Bucks. Uh, but they l- really let him go down the field in that game. And I, sh- I think he showed that he has the ability to do it. Uh, Mississippi State, they kind of carried that. And, uh, Flea flicker. Yep, first yeah. play. I think, I think he looks solid. Take top off the defense. I think he looks yep. solid, and I think with any coach with half a brain, it's going to be hard uh, hard to take the guy out, regardless of who the backup is. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. Got our take the top off the defense reference in. All right, real quick before we move on. Um, so, Johnny, I want you to tell me why you think UT could win this game. And, Logan, you tell me why Georgia could win this game. Real uh, quick. I, I think it's – for me, it's fairly obvious is this game – sometimes there's just those games that are close, no matter how bad the teams are. Uh, we saw it last week with Penn State and Iowa um, at Iowa. You just don't know. Going into Neyland, they're pulling out all the stops, the smoky grays. When there's um, smoke, there's fire, fire butch. <laughs> yeah, the smoky grays. you got the checkered Neyland. Check me out. I'll be in section PP, row one, red shirt, and an orange section. You'll find me. He said PP. <laughs> so, I mean, they're pulling out all the stops. It's always close. So you just never know. Logan? Uh, well, I think it's pretty expensive self-explanatory why Georgia's going to win because Tennessee sucks. Uh, the athletes aren't comparable. The scheme's not comparable. Uh, the assistant offensive line coaches probably aren't comparable. I just... Hey, the offensive line coach at Georgia, big time. See, you know, Brady Hoke. What, what's Sam he Pittman. Yeah. a couple things into yeah. the ground, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't think it's going to be close, and I think the bigger question is who's going to be the interim coach at Tennessee for the rest of the season. So. Bold, bold statement. All right, so now we're just going to take it up a little bit. Um, we're going to move up to the NFL. Um, <clears throat> first game that I would like to to discuss is the uh, Raiders and Broncos. It's kind of like a big older rivalry game um, we've um, got going on. Yeah, we'll try to move through these picks because I think there's more important things going on in the NFL. I don't know if any of you have heard about it. I don't <laughs> think it's in the news very much. I think we'll get to that, though. Well, uh, let's see. We're going to start with the Raiders and the, uh, like to call them, the Ponies, uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, I, I personally have Denver Broncos winning this one. Uh, yeah. Their quarterback play may not be the best. But serviceable. I think, uh, yeah, it's serviceable. Uh, but it's, I, like, uh, it's like the Alabama quarterbacks of national championships. He just, I mean, last week he got shut down, but they, he's they, a game manager. They may be lacking in the chest tattoos. Claps if you uh, got that <laughs> reference. But... I think the Broncos' defense is going to uh, pretty much shut down anything that Derek Carr can do uh, offensively. And uh, yeah. close one, uh, maybe maybe a field goal difference here. But uh, yeah. I say Denver. Denver pulls this one out. Yeah, I think this is a this is a start of um, a ton of tough games for Derek Carr um, as he started a little bit early last week against a team he should have whooped up on. Um, in the Redskins, but starts downfall. I think Marshawn Lynch, even though he looks like he hasn't lost a step, um, last week started showing that that slippery slope. And I think a team that held Ezekiel Elliott to what they did is going to shut him down. Uh, I've got the Broncos. All right, we're going to move on to the next game. We got the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Lions might be uh, one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, maybe. Maybe Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, I got the highest paid uh, player ever, so uh, he probably needs to show out for that a little bit. Uh, but could we give all the offensive credit to Jim Bob Cooter? Absolutely. I, I think, being a Tennessee grad that he is, I think he's fantastic, uh, phenomenal. Wouldn't wouldn't really hate to see him being the next head coach at old UT. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I, I don't think the Vikings. Uh, in the backup quarterback, even though Case Keenum had quite a week last week. Um, let's be honest, it's still Case Keenum. Uh, you know, you can only pull that so far. But uh, I have the Lions winning by two scores in this one. To quote a man that we're getting ready to talk about here in a little bit. Wrong. <laughs> I, just, I just disagree. <laughs> I think I think the, the Vikings are a solid team. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is a solid running back. Yes, they have quarterback issues, but everybody thought that about Dallas last year with Dak Prescott. 
Um, as long as you have a game manager, it's starting to show in the NFL, let the other talent around you play. Um, both have great defenses. The Lions have been better than people expected, have make, creating a lot of turnovers. And I love Matt Stafford, and he passes the eye test, freaking cannon for an arm. Um, one of the most fun people I've ever watched warm up and play. I just I disagree. Lions going to win. And Vikings going to win. Mm. There we go. We're torn right here. Speaking of Vikings, uh, Brett Favre. Oh, he's going to be up a, in Knoxville. Yeah. Orca <laughs> um, Cooler. Shout out to Orca Cooler. I just, you know, just hope he uh, keeps his Crocs out of all the pictures and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Get that copper fit out of it too. Copper sleeve, whatever it's called. Brett, if you're hearing this, I would love a free cooler. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're going to move on to the next game. We got the Titans and the Texans. I believe this one might be the most watchable. Uh, NFL yeah, game. this is the game to watch this week. Probably two of the better teams that are going to play this week. Uh, I, I do have the Texans' lack of an offense uh, being their downfall. Titans going to outscore them. Uh, it's going to be a defensive battle, though. Um, but I, I have the Titans winning by score. Um, I, I've got the Titans' offense is clicking, but but be careful. Uh, the Texans are better than people think. Um, that once again, I, I keep referring to that serviceable quarterback. Um, and Deshaun Watson, it, you know, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, but he's a winner. He's a proven winner. Uh, I saw the kid play against Georgia um, a couple years ago when he first bust on the scene after Taj Gibson at Clemson. He, y- you could see something special in him, and, you know, you just can't ever go against J.J. Watt. But I do think the Titans pull this one out this time. I think it may be a different story um, later in the season. Grab your rosters out. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna give some players. We're gonna discuss some um, different things you can do. Here's my thoughts on um, last week's games and something that you can carry some weight in when setting your lineup. Hey, Derek Carr, you're a better quarterback than that. Your offensive line is good. The Redskins are bad. They've always been bad. You you looked a little bit ahead to being to ha- to struggling. Um, so Derek Carr, you're better than that. Hey, I'd I'd pause on starting Derek Carr, and this is somebody during drafts um, that I was drafting two rounds higher than um, most people were because I think he's MVP caliber, but he has to play like that against some tough teams, tough opponents, and um, it'd help if his receivers would catch the ball. Amari Cooper, that's looking at you. Uh, down on Amari Cooper as well. I'm just down on the Raiders right now. They need to they need to prove me something this week. Um Another week three thought. The Ravens, hey, did you forget to get off the plane in London? The Jaguars aren't that good. They're good. They're better than they have been. Well, you know, the jet lag gets you, you know. They're still the Jaguars. You know, it's only, I mean, it's only six hours. You know, California's three. It's, I mean, it's. All I'm saying is there's a reason why the Jaguars have gone to play in London every year and the Patriots haven't, you know what I mean? But Ravens, step it up this week. Buck Allen, prove something. My fantasy team really needs you to. Uh, on that note, uh, I wouldn't touch Blacko with a 39-and-a-half-foot pole. Uh, <laughs> That's so about how many points I got beat by in London. Throw it out to Dr. Seuss there, but I, I just some, – something's not right there. I, yeah. I don't know if he's hurt. don't know if he's uh, you know just got dumped or whatever. I don't know. Something's not right. Well, his back hurts. That that might be a case. He's, I think he rushed back. But anyway, do not start. Uh, go pick somebody else up. Anybody else up? Um, except Case Keenum. Except for yeah, don't pick. I don't know Case Keenum. I don't know. Hey, had a good week last week. In the pain, you know? Blind squirrel finds nuts. So. But speaking of blind squirrels finding nuts, um, Trevor Simeon. Um, <laughs> dude, he was a, he was a big pickup going into week three. Um, Hey, your week three was not good. You threw an inter- one of the worst NFL s- interceptions I've ever seen. Um, I'm, I wish I could start him because he is that serviceable quarterback for them, for the Broncos, but um, he was so made such bad throws and bad decisions last week, it's hard to start him. Um, Todd Gurley balled out against a 49ers defense. Absolutely balled out. Um, had four touchdowns. Really had a fifth. Um, they got called back. Um, last week three thought before we get to drop it like it's hot. Um, our tight end's going to show up. Gronkowski's been about the only consistent tight end in the league. Zach Ertz as well. I'll, I'll give a little tip of the cap to Zach Ertz. Here, here's 
Here's your hot take. Greg Olson will not show up. Yeah, well, his foot's broken. Um, hey, don't start time. Greg Olson. <laughs> don't be that person that lets injured players sit on your roster. But don't start Greg Olson. But but you bringing that up, tight ends are hurt right now. Um, Tyler Eifert, who I don't know if he's ever been healthy, but when he is, is good. He's hurt. Uh, Jimmy Graham's hurt. Greg Olson. Those are big-name tight ends. Um, good luck finding one for your fantasy team at this point. Uh, Vernon Davis would have been a good pickup last week with Jordan, Jordan Reed was hurt. Um, would have been a good pickup last week, but he's probably already snagged I'll, off your I'll waiver, you waiver wire. For the t- Big play Clay up in Buffalo. Um, yeah, he's been down. Uh, yeah, Charles Clay, good. I like that pickup. He, he's been down since he left Miami, uh, understandably, because, you know, Buffalo's like the coldest place on the planet. But their offense is starting to look decent, um, and there's not really that many other options. So I, I think Big play Clay is somebody you should keep a, an eye on. I like that. Moving on, after the week three thoughts, moving on to drop it like it's hot. We got um, my players drop, and it's a big name, but it may seem obvious. Drop Adrian Peterson. Um, Not worth wasting a roster spot on at this point. Maybe Ingram goes down, but he's not happy with his coach. Um, I feel like he got lied to going there, said he was going to get a lot more touches than he is. Um, it's the Saints. They've ran the ball 12 times over the last 10 years. Uh, I think he should have been aware of that. That was his fault. Yeah, actually, actually, he got injured in practice today. I don't think it's major, but a little knee injury. That's never good to hear, no matter what it is. I think it's only a matter of time until Alvin Kamara, the local trap star, uh, takes over as the starter there. Uh, he, had yeah. a, he had a nice week last week. Yeah, he's the best-looking running back there. Yeah, scoring his first NFL touchdown, He uh, his play style fits much better into their pass-first offense. Uh, I believe Adrian Peterson uh, might be on his last leg here. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, he, he is, kind of. But um, All right, there's your drop it like a tot. Drop Adrian Peterson. I know that might be hard for some of you that are stuck in 2014 fantasy football, but drop him. Um, so pick up what I'm putting down. Who you should pick up this week. Um, if, you are, have a, if you're having quarterback issues – uh, like you picked up Simeon or a Derek Carr um, or Kirk Cousins who's just struggling at the quarterback position. Cam Newton has been awful. He's He was close to my drop it like a tot list because his shoulder just does not look right. He does not look like a good quarterback. So bad to the point his own teammates have commented on his health. Uh, that's never a good sign. He hasn't looked right since his car wreck, really. You know, I don't know if that's mental. I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's a Tiger Woods mental thing, but hasn't looked right. Uh, but pick it up. Pick up what I'm putting down. Pick up Andy Dalton. He's a terrible NFL quarterback, but he's a good, serviceable NFL fantasy quarterback this week. Um, he right now um, he's only owned in 15.6% of ESPN fantasy leagues. Great um, Well. You would say it is a great reason up to this point, but he is playing the Cleveland Browns this week. Mm. They're not good either, and historically not good. Um, their offense is turning the ball over, putting the offense into putting the ball into the opposing team's offensive's hands, which would be Andy Dalton this week. Um, other big things happening in Cincinnati: AJ Green ran their offensive coordinator out of town. Um, so they're actually like throwing the ball to him as one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, you saw that last week. Browns have given up five five passing uh, touchdowns to quarterbacks so far. Um, pick him up. Is that our five minutes, Zach? That's it. Is that the flaming five minutes That's of fantasy f- football fun? <laughs> it was hot. It was hot. That's the fun flaming football five minutes that I've ever had. Hey, if you have any fantasy questions, send them in. We may not be we not be may not be the best fantasy teams in our league, but we've got some opinions. We'll shoot I them to you. Just let you know. But we're average. I, I finished in the playoffs the last three years in a row <laughs> in at least one of my three leagues. I've, so <laughs> I finished the, the league we all play together. I finished second. Um, two out of three years we've played together. So yeah, but he also, you know, put it together. So he probably changed. Look out for the chaos. chimney raccoons. That's true. Send us, send us your questions about anything fantasy or sports. DM us on Twitter. That is at SWZ Podcast. All right, we're gonna jump right back into some more NFL talk. We're gonna talk about the national anthem. Players taking knees. How you guys feel about that? A little disrespect or or uh, not? 
you know, I, I think you know you've got you've got two different types of players here in my eyes. You've got the guys who you know, have been doing it uh, since Kaepernick, uh, and that's a whole other thing that we're not going to dive into right now. And then you've got the guys that just did it last week, and you know I think real pretty much maybe 15 players across the league didn't do it. Uh, I, I do think the Cowboys handled it best. Abs- yeah, for uh, sure. By far, not even close. But you know, I, in my opinion, and I, and I don't want to get too crazy political here, but I think you know a lot of these guys they're doing it um, out of protest to Donald Trump, and you know that's that's pretty obvious. Um, I think there's a much better way that they could do it. Uh, you know, Donald Trump needs to not say what he said and the way he says it, but that, you know, you could say that about something he says just about every day. Um, but but I, th- I think the national anthem stands for more than Donald Trump, obviously a lot more than Donald Trump. Um, and, you know, I, I think some respect needs to be shown to the veterans. Uh, you know, I yeah. don't, don't disagree with what they're doing necessarily, just how they're doing it. Yeah, I don't want to keep this super long because this is becoming the LeBron James of, of sports talk. Uh, but just wanted to be able to voice our, our opinion real quick. Um, this is a hard subject to talk about, especially in today's society. Uh, but I think you hit the nail on the head with the Cowboys handling it right. I think this started, um, this whole ordeal started as Colin Kaepernick um, wanting to be voiced against police brutality. Um, and has completely changed to something else. The protest has completely um, gone away from what the origins uh, of it were, and I mentioned this at the time um, that it started happening, is that I didn't think that was, you know, he has his right to use that uh, kneeling during the anthem as an outlet, but I don't think it was um, the outlet he needed to use to get the most success, um, to get the, the most respect out of that. I think there are different ways to protest, um, and there are different thoughts, but the Cowboys, I think it's important right now. I think it's important with Trump's SOB comments, um, which I think are, he, he needs to learn how to talk. Way out of line. Way yeah, out of line. Out of line. <laughs> um, I, I think that banded together NFL teams to show unity, and the Cowboys showed unity without showing disrespect um, to a country where they have the opportunity to play football um, and do what they do. They, they accomplish both. They accomplish the protest of unity without really disrespecting veterans or the flag um, or things like that. And the Broncos have actually come out in a statement earlier today and said that um, they're going to show unity by locking arms, but they will stand for the anthem because they see that why that's important. Which, which is important, I think. Uh, I think it's the most important thing that probably happens uh, during the whole day of sports. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest issue here, and I think it's something that maybe a lot of people are shying away from talking about because it's not maybe PC. Um, That's politically correct for all you non-South Park <laughs> fans. Be, be a hipster, you know. I think it's one big baby just talking to another big baby being the NFL and Donald Trump. You know, I, I think the biggest reason that these guys are mad is that he said something that they just didn't like. You know, uh, turn the other cheek or, you know, yeah. the tree, you know, the golden rule, whatever you want to use here. Uh, you know, you teach five-year-olds to do this. I think adults that are worth more money than they probably should be worth should be able to do the same thing. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is to stop talking about both of them, and it'll probably go away. I think they said it best on Monday Night Football. I believe it was Vernon Davis. I could need to be fact-checked on that. But um, they they did a little blurb on him and his opinion on it. And um, he said, hey, I'm right down the road. I would love to sit and discuss things with Trump. Um, it was out of line to call us SOBs. Uh, but, but I do think discussion is the way to do it. Uh, I think that's important. A discussion between parties that can help alleviate the problem. I think that that's along the right tracks, and I think neither uh, the president's not willing right now um, to have open discussions. I, I don't think either party is um, at all. But Donald Trump has to be aware that you know it's it's a freedom of speech thing. That if they want to kneel for whatever reason they want to kneel for, they have that right. Yep. Um, and you know he just like he has the right to uh, 
give his opinion on it. And if he's going to give his opinion on it and use his freedom of speech, he yeah. can't knock them for using theirs. So. Yeah, I think this is a much deeper issue than a lot of people are, are harping on. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we could literally probably talk about this for maybe a couple hours. But we're going to need to move on. Um, maybe we get into it next week or later on into the, the football season. Send us your as questions. It, we'll as it answer goes. Um, yeah, like Johnny said, we'll answer any of your questions that you have about it. And so real quick, we only got a couple minutes maybe for this. Um, we're going to talk about the NCAA basketball scandal. Um, yeah, I think we can keep this segment a little bit short because there's not a ton out on it yet. Um, it's not very public yet. But it's been an issue for a long time. A long time. Long time that's just now starting um, – it's like, a, it's like a pimple. It's been sitting there festering, and I think you just saw its white head. Um, it's, getting it's, ready, it's getting ready to pop. And Rick Pitino's suit today is is that <laughs> pop. Oh, man, that was bad. Yeah, not, not, a, not a great fashion choice. But I'll, I'll, I'll say something uh, that, at least me personally, I, I haven't seen a whole lot. You know, there's a lot of blame on these coaches and, and boosters and things of that nature. But where's the blame on the NCAA here, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of sticks in the mud. You know, they don't let these kids, uh, entrepreneurs, run their business. And, and yeah, that YouTube video the with the kicker, yeah, that was terrible. Know, they they have all these little ticky-tacky rules that they enforce big time. But, you know, how, how do they let something that is uh, looking to be a Major. huge magnitude, how do they let something like that slide under their That's... nose? You know, I mean, we've, we've got... Uh, families receiving, uh, you know, upwards of a, a hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. A, a lot of money, um, especially for the demographics that most of these recruits are coming from. To athletic directors potentially holding on uh, to to sporting gear deal, so his daughter gets a job at uh, Adidas. Not to throw you under the bus there, but. Um, <laughs> well, it's crazy how big this. Is, I mean, without us knowing how big this is getting with the sports companies. Paul Johnson, Georgia Tech's football coach today, said, don't have to worry about Georgia Tech getting involved in any of this because they're still stuck in Russell Athletics. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got no money. So that's, that's uh, they do have money in high school sports. But in college sports, they don't. So don't, don't Georgia Tech fans, don't worry. You're, you're safe. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think this is going to be something that's talked about on the podcast as it starts boiling over. Uh, and don't, don't yes. be surprised if it uh... – if it spills into pretty much every other major sport too, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, you know, Nike Nike got in trouble today for their uh, youth basketball programs. I, I think it's just a matter of time until it starts popping up into football because you just have to imagine that uh, you know a lot of this has been circling around financial advisors, but you just have to imagine that these guys, you know, they're, they're not just strictly managing NBA players, you know. So I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting couple weeks. Uh, and it's been, you know, curious how long uh, this investigation's been going on. Yeah. Um, because I, I, they've dug up quite a. They're quite trying to be thorough. The FBI, the FBI is being thorough. This isn't the NCA. This is the FBI, and that's 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 the big boys. Uh, but there is one brand you can you know is going to be out of this, besides Russell Athletics. Bike. Big baller brands. Mm. Shout out the world. Just where big baller brands. We're not even going to get into that. Lamelo for MVP. Why do that you think be, they don't want him to wear a shoe, you know? That could be for later. We'll get into that later. In a whole different podcast. Um, <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully we can avoid that. So We'll try our best. All right, so we're going to take a break from football right now. And we're going to talk about the other kind of football. We're going to go to England's hop, football. Hop, hopping across the pond. Yeah, we're jumping Boo. across. We're talking about the football. We're going to have Logan bring us some... Uh, Useless soccer facts is what we like to call it around here. Yeah, um, well, you know, it may be useless to uh, a Americans. lot of Americans, um, but I, you know, I think it's growing on us uh, as long as Bruce Arena doesn't, you know, screw us and <laughs> keep us out of the World Cup. But uh, my my big story coming up, um, I want to talk about Harry Kane, and if who who yeah who? well if listeners don't know who Harry Kane is Harry Carey. Harry Carey. You know, Harry Carey. I would give a lot of money to watch Harry Carey run around a soccer field. That's that's a fact. But um, R.I.P. Yeah. 
Good restaurant. Uh, fantastic restaurant, actually, if you're ever in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, good restaurant. Uh, it is. But Harry Kane is a striker for my beloved Tottenham. Uh, huge supporter. No clue who that um, is. He's one of our own. Uh, look it up. Adele's from there, so that's... You know, it's a borough in London. Adele's from there. You know, I'll give you a little context. Mm. But in the uh, 2017, uh, he's played 30 games for his club. Uh, not obviously not counting his games uh, playing for the England's national team. But he's got 34 goals and six hat tricks. There's not really any other player. You know, I mean, you've got your Messi and you've got your Ronaldo. But other than that, there's not really anybody else that's even in the same stratosphere as that. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are tired of... Zinedine Zidane? <laughs> he headbutted a dude. <laughs> Floyd Mayweathered that guy. That's a soccer you mean, fact ran, right you there. You ran away from him and, and smacked him in the face a couple times? There's your uh, soccer fact. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think Harry Kane um, has to be, at least in the conversation, for uh, one of the most lethal strikers, pure strikers uh, in Europe. Uh, and obviously Europe's best player of 2017. But uh, yeah. that's, that's my first installment of uh, useless soccer facts. So there you go. All You're right, um, podcasters, I apologize <laughs> for that. You you just wasted a minute of your time. Soccer's not relevant here. You're done, right? You just wait. You just wait. It's coming. No, it's you not. Just no, no. Wait. no, no, no. Is it coming like Tennessee's championship Ooh. there, stuck in '98? It, it's coming. Zing. It's coming as hot as Tennessee's new head coach Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Okay. <laughs> not be even. Not even it. gonna be allowed on the plane, <laughs> and they're in Knoxville. I hope. I hope <laughs> they just kick them out on Philip Fulmer Avenue and make them walk home. How about that? On Peyton Manning Pass. Yeah, you go. Whatever. Whatever the roads. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on from those soccer facts that Logan just praised. Thank thank you. Gladly thank you, brought Zach. to us. Thank you, Zach. All right, real quick, we're gonna jump right into some baseball. We're gonna talk about Aaron Judge. Hey, Aaron Judge. Yeah, you uh, as a Yankees. The fan. gavel has been set down. <laughs> ba- baby bomber, how about that? You know? uh, um, old. He's an old baby bomber. Ju- judgment day. Uh, how about that? You know, all, all kinds of puns flying at you here. Uh, Aaron Judge, obviously, uh, this past week. Uh, if you didn't see, I guess it's not obvious, but broke a, broke a couple records uh, this mm-hmm. month. Um, he now owns the home run record for uh, rookies, and uh, he broke it by hitting 50, um, breaking Mark McGuire's 49 mark. That Man, stood. that dude could hit. Yeah, well, you know. Steroids or not. Steroids or not. That's, that's, that's our boy, Mark McGuire. Fact, T-ball, I, I cried once, and they asked me why. I, I got out going to first, and they, they asked me why, and I said, Mark McGuire doesn't get out going to first. He didn't. Uh, he clear, didn't. Clearly, four-year-old me was naive. But that's because he hits balls over the fence. Can't, can't get out if they can't catch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but So Aaron Judge breaks that record. Uh, he actually hit one uh, earlier in the game tonight, putting his total at 51, I believe. Um Absolutely on a tear in the month of September. Uh, he also holds the record now for the most walks in a season by a rookie, uh, and he set that at, I believe, 107, but he set that back at the beginning of September. Yeah, he's um, up over 200 now, I think. It's a lot. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that's his strikeouts. <laughs> you you fact-check that. No, maybe that's his strikeouts. Yeah, you might be swapping those around a little bit. Uh, but... <laughs> Awesome segue into his third <laughs> record. Uh, most strikeouts by a rookie in a single season. Uh, you know, 37 games oh, yeah. with at least one. 204 strikeouts. Mm, there it is. You know, and that, that It's brings, more than one a game. That brings up a thing about him and me being a Yankee fan. Uh, you know, I'm not totally sold on him. Uh, he yeah. came up last year, uh, not great, uh, pretty abysmal, actually. He's an old um, rookie. He went to he, college. He is 25, uh, a Fresno State. Guy. Um, oh man! I've, when they beat the Georgia Bulldogs and Gordon Beckham in the it always, North, it always <laughs> the College comes World back Series. To Georgia with this guy. Gordon, Gordon Beckham, uh, man. Whew. This guy. But you know, I I'm not totally sold. Uh, he's done a lot to fix his swing this year, and you know, depending on who you listen to, uh, pitchers just exploited him. Uh, he you know changed his approach, stopped going the other way, whatever you yeah. want to say. I think after the All Star break, you saw that. I think you saw pitchers. Um, adjust to him, and his swing looked bad. I mean, it looked open, his shoulders were flying open, and he went on a lull there. And I think the first time that I've been impressed with him yet this year is this new tear that he's on. He's obviously made adjustments to his swing. As great as his first half was, uh, his September has been better. Uh, He's putting up godlike numbers Uh, right now. Um, Really, really propelling the Yankees 
uh, into, uh, you know, they've already locked up a wild card spot, uh, the home field advantage. Um, they're still battling with the Red Sox, but, you know, it's mathematically it's just a matter of time until they're eliminated from yeah. that. But uh, he's definitely propelled them, and um, now I think it leads into his AL MVP vote because I mm-hmm. think more than any player in this, and I know this is not how they vote on it, but I think more than any player – he showed that when he's bad, his team's bad. And when he's good, his team's good. Um, you know, you've got your your Trouts and your Harpers and things like that, but the Angels are just, you know, they're, they were okay. Uh, you know, they were in sniffing distance. They don't have pitching. Weeks ago, they don't have enough pitching. But they're not, you know, Trout or not, they were not going to make the playoffs. Their pitching's and, terrible. You know, it's... Bryce Harper had that uh, nasty little scene on first. Um, and... They really haven't missed. That's a new a dance move. That's the stanky leg right there. <laughs> that, that's, that's something. Yeah, that's something. But uh, dry, dry your bases off, MLB. Yeah, come on now. Um, but yeah, I think Judge more than anyone else. Uh, he affects his team more than anyone else. Um, well, at least in the AL. But I don't. I just I I don't agree. I, I think yeah, he's the obvious rookie of the year. But I think that. I think it's time to give Jose Altuve his due. Mm. He's good. He's batting like 350 right now. You want to talk about Jose Altuve, though, the argument, uh, other than, you know, his stolen height. Base, well, the height. <laughs> uh, and, and we could even say that they're polar opposites. Uh, the tallest you know, literally guy. polar opposites. And the shortest. Sim- similar age. One, one's uh, near the North Pole, and one's definitely uh, with the South Pole ho- elves. Hopefully they can yep. compete with each other for a while. Uh, just because it's funny to watch them talk to each other. But, <laughs> get that get that kid a stool next time. If you don't believe me, go on check out check out the stat leaders. Um, pretty much every offensive stat in the American League, other than stolen bases, uh, is held by one of three guys: Aaron Judge, Jose Altuve, and Mike Trout. And you know you can make the argument that Mike Trout, you know, he missed some time, so some of those accumulation numbers weren't quite as high. As they would have been, uh, he would have been. If he was five. healthy all year, he would have been the MVP yeah, hands he, down. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's the best player in baseball in this generation. Now, throwing it out there, I don't think that's too, too no. out there though to say. But uh, Aaron Judge is beating Jose Altuve in a lot of offensive statistics, and I'm I'm not talking about the big stuff, but the the smaller, uh, you know, more intricate stats. He's beating him, and you know, I, I, I think Jose Altuve's biggest thing here is mm-hmm. that. His team's better, number one. Number two, he's been more consistent. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what's really going to do it for him. I, I don't think Aaron Judge wins it because I don't think they really want to give uh, the rookie of the year and MVP to the same guy that had you know a six-week slump like he had. I'm an, I'm an average guy. I think that the 350 average versus the under 300 average that, you know, Aaron Judge has an under 300 average, I think that, that bows to the consistency. 350 is incredible. People don't do that. I mean, that's that's high, um, and it's it's been consistent over his career. And I know MVP awards aren't career achievements, um, but it's time to give him his due. Altuve is incredible, and I'm a Rangers fan and don't like <laughs> Houston very much. And this this kid's fun to watch play. He's good. Yeah. Uh, saw him back in his days when he was in Greenville out at uh, Tusculum College. Uh, it's Greenville, Tennessee. That's in the middle of nowhere. Greenville, Tennessee. Uh, they actually, it's a little false advertising. They actually don't play inside of Greenville. They play in a little place called Tusculum, which is unincorporated. They're not uh, a team anymore. They're dissolving after this year. They are. That's fantastic. Good yeah. Um, but, you know. There's your Appalachian Rookie <laughs> League baseball stat of the, of the night. Uh, can I can I cut in real 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 quick? And I know we're probably going to go to this soon, but uh, just about five minutes ago, uh, Mike Stanton. For those of you, John Carlo, can't stop living in the past like me. Uh, he just hit his 59th home run. Wow! Uh, it's the mo- most in the season since Ryan Howard in 2006. Uh, he's going to be uh, he's going to be close to that the real record. You know, and you know, you say the real record and. If, as long as it's in the book, it's there, asterisks or not. But, you know, I, with him, I think I think this has been there, you know. Uh, he's, what, 26 maybe, maybe 24 somewhere. Not He's not very old. No. Um, he's been in the league since he's been, like, 13 or something <laughs> like that. 
He, he had one of those cards like in bench warmers <laughs> that said, I, I am 12. I am, 12. I, I am 18. <laughs> green crayon on a piece of paper. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's never had a season where he's been healthy. Uh, That's true. And he's still put up great numbers. Yep. Uh, you know, la- yeah. was it last year he gets in the face yeah. with the ball? Uh, yeah, either last year or two years ago. I mean, he just had some freak He has a cool face mask there. with a G on it yeah, for Mike. Know, he's he's yeah. got that, but G for Mike. There you go. <laughs> Spelling lesson for the kids. Um, but I, I think shifting over to the uh, National League here, uh, is, is he the MVP? You know, I, I'm not I'm not totally sold. He's got that great number, but is, is he the MVP? Uh, I don't know if I'm sold either. Uh, I don't know if he's the best player. I think player. I think I'm gonna mm-hmm. stick with my, you know, we'll pick this quick. We're kind of wrapping up. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with my homage to we need to reward um, incredible players over time and who have people who have actually been valuable to their team. I think Paul Goldschmidt in Arizona deserves. Oh, I think he deserves the NL MVP. You know, you could make a case for many people this year. In the NL, there's a lot of a lot of cases going on, um, but I think I think you've got to you've got to give the guy his credit. He may be the best player in baseball, and nobody knows about him because he's in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Very true. You don't get great cell phone reception out there. So. Yeah, no. Very true. There's a giant canyon near him. All right, we're gonna move on um, to some MLB playoff stuff. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys each um, who your surprise teams are for the playoffs. We're getting into the playoffs. I, so I'll, Johnny? Har- I'll harp on what I just said. Um, I think the Diamondbacks are a surprise team. Um, they're going to be in that one-game play-in game, which I don't like. Um, the MLB is trying to recreate. Was it 06 when Evan Longoria hit that home run? There were like eight games one night that it came down to. Yeah. It, they're trying to recreate that, and it's not fair to the players. You know, I, I really, I'll, I'll say this. I really like the wild card thing. I really like having that um, – that extra little bit, something to play for, uh, but make it three you know, games. We play 162 games a year, to, so we can say we we really determine who the best team is. So, but you're going to yeah. say that your 162 games don't matter, and it all comes down to one. Yeah, make it three. Uh, make it a three game series, like you know, a normal series during mm-hmm. the season for the most part. Make make it a three game series, and let's move on. Well, you got me you off know. topic. So I'm picking <laughs> the Diamondbacks. Um, yeah. They have Zach Greinke going into that start. He's a veteran. He's been there before. He is overrated, but he's been there before. In the NL, it's not solidified yet, but it's more than likely going to be the Rockies. And they are, um, as like like Coors Light, they're as cold as the Rockies right now. Their their bats are cold. John Gray may get there eventually, but they don't have pitching. This is a home game for Arizona. Paul Goldsmith, Zach Greinke, they get it done. Oh, J.D. Martinez, who may be the – he's hottest a freak. Player. He's the hottest player in baseball. He's going to get a – Other than Aaron Judge. He's going to get a huge player. contract. You know, uh, Logan, real quick. I, I will say uh, the Rockies um, are, are most likely going to be that team. It's not set in stone yet, but they're most likely going to be that team. For my money, I think they have the best player uh, in the National League in Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I at least the best third baseman. He could, he could be the MVP, I, I think, and I wouldn't. I, I think he may yeah. be the best third baseman. He's damn good uh, in baseball. Uh, won a Gold Glove every year. He's been there. Uh, he's led the league in different offense categories. He's incredible. Uh, yeah. I take him over Manny Machado any day. Hot take for you. Um, <laughs> he can't pitch though. Well, well, you know, he can only do so much. But uh, I actually have the Diamondbacks winning that game. And beating who, whoever they the end up having to play is, well, is it mm-hmm. the Dodgers? Should be. Should said? be. Okay. Well, you know, I, I do think that they could be the hottest team in baseball right now. Um, they're not the afraid. They're not game. afraid of the Dodgers either. Yeah, nope. you know the Dodgers. Uh, why would anybody be afraid of the Dodgers? They used all their mojo on their win streak. They've they got nothing left. You know they've got U their Darvish. pitching's not good. Past Kershaw. Yeah, you, know, you Darvish, who's uh, <clears throat> meh at best. Uh, Kershaw. Kinta Maeda? Well, you know. Who? Exactly. <laughs> uh, actually, he was on the fantasy team. Not too sure. Alex Wood? Yeah. Um, his season's really fallen off. Uh, but I, I think the, the Diamondbacks have a chance, a legitimate chance to uh, see the World Series. Yep. Uh, the Cubs also are playing really well. So, you know, I, I think that uh, sets up for a really nice uh, last uh, series there. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. In the American League, though, I'm opposite here. I don't see the I don't see the Yankees doing a whole lot. See, I like I like the matchup Severino versus um, 
uh, Irvin Santana, who resurrected from the grave this year. Now, but I, I, I like. I will, I will say I have Severino. the Yankees winning that game. I do have the Yankees winning the wild card game. But once they get in there, they're going to play a Cleveland team. Yeah, who, they're that's who my World Series pick who, right now. If you've really followed the Yankees, it's been. Um, They've been really their Achilles heel. That it doesn't really matter who they. They're pitch. everybody's Achilles heel right they, now. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, it doesn't matter who they throw against the Yankees. They can't hit them. They um, and the Yankees yeah. pitching really hasn't done poorly against them. It's just, I mean, there's been a couple times where the Yankees have lost one to zero because the Yankees can't get a runner pass first. Um, Greg Bird, shout to Greg Bird. Yeah, I, I also hit a home run tonight, by the way. Um, but you know, it just. I'm not quite sure. I don't. I don't think there's going to be an underdog team doing much in the American League. Uh, I think it's going to end up coming down to Houston and Cleveland, and Cleveland's most likely should win that game. Yeah, the, pit, the it, I, I think pitching is at utmost importance, and um, Cleveland has it. Carrasco, Kluber. Um, Corey Kluber should win the AL Cy Young without many questions asked. Yeah, regardless of sales strikeout numbers. I th- um, I, th- I think the Indians make it. I have the Cubs making it over the Diamondbacks. Um, we got a repeat? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a repeat. I think it, I think it's oh, like man. all the other okay. major sports. Are we going to turn into the NBA? Here? I hope like, not. I hope not. I so, don't yeah, like the let's, NBA. Let's get into the World Series. I just want to hear you guys' World Series teams' predictions. The, the beauty of baseball is you don't really know. Uh, take... Take the Cardinals. You don't have a freaking clue. Once you get there, <laughs> anything can happen. Um, don't bring, don't bring that up. That's a that's a that's a sore I, subject. I know. I know. It's I know. Now, but, catch the ball, Nelson Cruz. Well, Put your back on the wall. Sacrifice the body. Well, catch the ball. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, we can sit here and we can say, well, this team's the best. This team's the best. This team's the best. But when it boils down to it, the beauty of baseball, it's probably going to be the Twins that win the World Series. Let's be honest. Um, Who are they playing? Doesn't matter. They have Bartolo Colon. <laughs> the big sexy. Big sexy. You know, the Yankees are probably going to roll into Yankee Stadium and uh, crap an egg, and they'll roll on to, you know, probably s- not lose a game the whole freaking postseason. That's just how baseball That's, is. That is how baseball works. But it's beautiful. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the rematch. I think I think the Cubs are the hot team it, right it now. Is the smart I think I think Arietta is the hot pitcher in the NL right now. Um, and Lester's good, and they got they got great pitching. I think uh, Cleveland's pitching's better. I think the Cubs don't ride that we haven't won um, ever wave. <laughs> I, you know, who knows if people were alive 108 years ago. Bar- Bartman did get a ring though, so they're back. Bar- good shout out to Steve Bartman. Congrats to but, him. But I deserved it. Yeah, I think Cleveland's good. I don't think normally I'd say good. they're too hot too soon, but. Cleveland All around, one of the best baseball teams I've seen in recent memory. All right, that's that's enough sports talk right now. Um, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into the uh, our final thoughts and just wrap up this first episode of the podcast. So I'm gonna Johnny, you wanna start it? Yeah, I'm gonna stay on uh, a little bit of sports here, but there is a video that you need to go find that's floating around the interwebs. If you haven't seen it, it. You remember in the old NCAA games where you could play as mascots? Yes. Incredible. Yeah, it, was fan- it was fantastic. It was probably mm-hmm. the best. Bring that game back. We Another... don't even need players. Just give me some mascots. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. There, there's this game. You can't tell if they're like young high school kids or middle school kids. They're probably middle school kids yeah. running around this field. Play, yeah, from small. Playing against some mascots. And the Minnesota Gopher absolutely <laughs> truck sticks a kid into the in, in like high steps in the end zone. Oh, it was awesome. Absolutely worth your watch. It's a better sports highlight than the butt fumble. I'll throw it out there. <laughs> the like butt fumble. Sanchez. The butt fumble made an appearance. R.I.P. Sanchez, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to talk about probably the most important thing that's happened in the world this week. The, the greatest man's man to ever live, Hugh Hefner, died. Mm. Uh, you know, he was 91. He probably lived a better life than most. But, uh, How do you feel about that, Logan? Are you five in a glass case of emotion? I'll say, you know, he really brought me into manhood. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was I hope he wasn't the reason. But, but, well, his work, let me put it that way, even though that doesn't sound great either. But, you know, I'll put it this way. The greatest thing that he could have done to go out with a bang, uh, Hugh Hefner, the king of bang, if you will, hmm. died on hump day. 
So, you know, I think that's the greatest thing to happen maybe in our generation. So I can die happy now. So. Right. Rest Excl- in peace. Exclamation Rest in mark peace. on that one, huh? My final thought is, you know, just this podcast. Um, we're starting it from... That's sweet of you, Zach. From kind of scratch. <laughs> um, we thought of it, and we kind of ran with it. We've been trying to do our, our homework. Um, and so, guys, we ask you to, to send us questions, to send us thoughts... Um, how we can make it better. Um, if you have any, some ads that we can we can get. Our sponsorship. Goal, yeah, yeah, sponsorships. Yeah. Um, we'll anything. make some up next week. But yeah, seriously, follow us on Twitter. We are at SWZ Podcast. Look for us on on iTunes, and we're gonna uh, try to get it out I think, there. I think we're gonna do what? iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Hopefully soon. We'll be on uh, old Spotify. Yeah, we're going to try to get it out there to all of the listening devices. All of your... MySpace? What not. Yeah, you know, be sure to check your MySpace page. We may be on there. Uh, we might even be on LinkedIn, you know. We might send you a couple <laughs> annoying email requests. Oh, my goodness. Who knows? Just uh, be on the lookout for us. Uh, you know, hit us up with a follow on Twitter. See somebody you think might like us, you know, go ahead and slide into their DMs. What better way to get a date than drop this in there? Definitely, so, definitely spread it out to your friends, families, coworkers. Tell, tell your moms, tell your mom's moms. Whoever. Um, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you listen this whole time. Yep. We'll be back again next week. Peace out, guys. See y'all. Go dogs. <laughs>